The children of Israel were not being ruled by kings. They were being ruled by judges. So every time the children of Israel would follow the commands of the Lord, they would prosper. Then when they moved into sin, what will now happen is that the Canaanites would take a hold of them. And then they would begin to cry to the Lord, and then the Lord would send them a judge. He would raise a judge amongst them, a deliverer that will help them. And when you think of judge, don't think of judge in the sense of a judge in a court of law. These were militants, mighty men that God would raise to deliver the people from captivity. So every time the children of Israel sin, the Canaanites come, bring them into captivity, and then they begin to cry for a deliverer. And when they cry for a deliverer, God raises a judge. It's similar to what happens with the children of God now. Sometimes you will find that when you are living uprightly, everything is okay. When you begin to live in sin, the enemy gets a hold of you. Then you cry, oh Lord, help me. And then the Lord helps you by either sending you someone to help you or sending you help. Then when everything is okay, you forget again the captivity you were once in. Then you move into sin again. And when you move into sin, again the enemy gets a hold of you. Then you cry. That was the pattern in the book of Judges. That the children of Israel fall into sin. They give themselves into immorality and everything that they were told not to do. And when they give themselves into that, the Canaanites come take a hold of them. Then they cry out, God send us a deliverer. And when God sends them a deliverer, the deliverer comes and he gets them out of the grip of captivity. So the book of Judges is basically a documentation of different deliverers that God sent to the children of Israel. The most famous judges you know, or the most famous deliverers we know, of course there are many of them, one of them in verses number 9 of uh, chapter number three is Othniel. But the, the, the most famous ones are Gideon, uh, Deborah, and Samson. Those are the most famous ones. But there are more judges in the book of Judges. So there is always a time when God must send, must awaken a deliverer because the children are in captivity. His people are in captivity. So a deliverer must rise to bring people out of captivity. Right now, we are at a time in which many people are in captivity. There's a lot of things that need liberation and a deliverer must awaken. But what I came to do this morning is not to make you think like one who needs to be delivered always. There are always people that are constantly in a place of thinking I should be the one to be delivered. When will you become a deliverer that delivers people? The delivered should become the deliverer. It shouldn't always be you that is always being delivered from something. 
No, last week I was being delivered from this. Last week I was being delivered. When will you rise as a deliverer to deliver people from captivity? When will you awaken? That is the template of God. God is not just in a place where he said, well, uh, my will for the people is to just put them in a place where they are always being delivered. No, his will for you is that when you are delivered, you can awaken to a place where you can deliver people. You have been taught the word of God for a long time. People are constantly teaching you the word, teaching you the word. When will you rise and begin to teach people the word? You have been blessed by people. When will you be a blessing? When will you fulfill the great commission as a believer, as a child of God? That is why a deliverer must arise. And we are going to pray that God will awaken you as a deliverer. Many of you don't know the reason why you are the only Christian in your family is because God has raised you in that family as a deliverer. The journey of every deliverer may not start as the most glorious one, but he will end up one day as a mighty man. Moses did not start as a deliverer. If anything, Moses started with sharing into the pleasures of Egypt. But he awoke as a deliverer for his generation, for his people. So God may allow you to be born into a family of people that do not know the Lord, but something on the inside of you says that you are a deliverer. You are a mighty man that will bring salvation to your family. But we have a challenge because the deliverer, instead of being delivered, instead of being delivered and delivering others, the deliverer is constantly needing deliverance. So God is calling us to a place where we can be deliverers. And so what I'm going to share with you is simple steps of how to rise as a deliverer or a few characteristics of a deliverer so that you can be a deliverer. Amen. How many want to rise as deliverers for their generation? Number one, the first trait or characteristic of a deliverer is that they don't defile themselves with the pleasures of the enemy. De Daniel was one of the key figures. Wallace Israel was in Babylonian captivity. He was one of the key figures there. And when they arrived in Babylon, when you begin to read the book of Daniel, when they arrived in Babylon, there's an interesting phrase about Daniel in Daniel chapter number 1 and verses number 8. It says, but Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Many of you look at that scripture and just assume it was just an issue to deal with food. No, Daniel decided it was something that is prophetic and metaphoric. He decided not to defile himself with the pleasures of Egypt. Sorry, of Babylon. And the reason why Daniel does not defile himself with the pleasures of Babylon, with the food in the royal house, 
is because he knew if you are going to bring deliverance to a group of people in certain obscurity, you can't feed with them. The reason why you can't deliver the people in your institution is because you drink with them. The reason why you can't deliver your family members is because when there is a party, you are dancing to your maps with them. When they are watching Big Brother Niger, you are pointing at your favorite character. That is why you can't bring deliverance because you are feeding from the defilement of those who you are supposed to deliver. In Hebrews chapter number 11 and verses number 27, it says, By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the anger of the kings, for God preserved him, and also he saw him who is invisible. Moses forsook the, rich, the riches of Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the kings. Why? Because he saw him who is invisible. Moses was born in royalty, but for Moses to bring deliverance, to the people of Egypt, okay, the people that were in, uh, uh, in captivity in Egypt, Moses had to forsake the riches of Egypt. You are holding on to too many products of the devil to bring deliverance. Demons will laugh at you when you try and deliver someone from something that you are doing consistently. Someone goes to the club, goes to the club, dancing, 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 dancing. They even know you're special when you arrive there. When you reach, they don't, they don't even ask you the question of what do you want to drink. How then do you preach to that bartender to bring them to church? You can't deliver a generation from the obscurity you are benefiting from. Many people are benefiting from the obscurity of the enemy and yet they want to bring deliverance to those groups of people. To see some sort of change, your family members must begin to see change in you. They must begin to see that you are changing. They must begin to see something about you is shifting. They must begin to see that you are no longer defining yourself with the pleasures of Egypt and of Babylon. You were in the same church service that pastor declared a fast. Your sister came to church with you. She is a new believer, struggling, limping. Pastor declared a fast. Your sister heard that there will be a fast. She is inspired by you. The day of the fast came, you broke the fast. Your sister will never fast. If she can see disobedience in you, who is she to obey? Because you are an inspiration. Your pastor preaches messages. Google Meet meeting, your sister has seen that the message has been posted saying, Google Meet meeting, Wednesday midweek service is on. You are not in that Google Meet. Mutale Mwanza is live. You are live. And you are even commenting, say, I'm, I'm part of the nation, a nation. You are a fool. How can you bring deliverance when you are defiling yourself with food from the place called Babylon? So a deliverer must say, I will not defile myself 
with the food that Babylon is saving, with the products that Satan is saving. All this while, I was trying to reach out to my friends. I was trying to preach to them years ago when I decided to become serious with the things of the Lord. But you see, when we are chilling and they are listening to a song, I don't rebuke it. In fact, I'll be, I'll be buzzing to it. I'll be buzzing to it. Say, and I'll be buzzing to it. Then I'll tell them, guys, we need to go to church. They never came. <laughs> Why? Because how will they listen if I tell them there's a new Bethel song when I was listening to Jacob with them? It is even on your status. Ten million streams. You are posting ten million streams. You are congratulating ten million streams. Your church's Facebook page has four likes. Aren't you foolish? What has 10 million streams from Chef's album done for you? So deliverers are in slumber, feeding from Egypt, yet they want to bring deliverance. How will you bring deliverance when you are feeding from the king's court? When you are feeding from the pleasures of Babylon? And that is why I, I even told people, I think during one of the meetings, I said, many of you, that's why you must learn to advance the kingdom, even with your finances. Because whether you like it or not, you are partnering somewhere. Whether in darkness or in light, you are partnering. No, I, I, you know, I, I stopped giving in church because church people, so far, I'm, I'm just neutral. Yeah, no, you can't be neutral, you are partnering in darkness. Aren't you partnering when you were streaming an album? Weren't you partnering? When you were watching Big Brother, weren't you partnering? When you were voting, weren't you partnering? You will be shocked when you get to hell. They begin to clap for you to say, Our chief partner has arrived. <laughs> the one that moved so many kingdom projects in darkness ahead. And you're saying, Oh, how? Say, You voted, you streamed. You commented, you shared. How many messages are pastors preaching? Powerful messages. They are even trying to look for new words now. Just to, just to soothe your desirous heart for Babylon. Pastors now have to find cool messages. They now go search the world. What is the world doing? Then we now say, okay, we are going to have lit Sunday marathon. Because we know that if we say we are going to have apostolic prayers, you won't show up. So we have to find foolishness from the world and then bring it into the church. Say, we, 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 we are just having, you know, Holy Swag Sunday. <laughs> That's the only way we show up. Deliverer bring a generation out of obscurity when they are feeding from Babylon. If you have got songs in your phone that are Babylonian songs, there's a delete button. As I am preaching, don't leave this hole with those songs. Delete that nonsense. 
You know why I'm speaking with this level of authority and boldness? It's because your family depends on you. Many deliverers don't seem to understand that their freedom and their awakening, their rising, is the freedom of many. Who knew that the freedom of Pastor Chan would impact so many people? Constantly I hear stories and testimonies. People telling me, thank you so much for praying with us. Thank you so much for teaching us how to pray, for teaching us how to fast. What if I didn't respond? Yesterday some pastors yesterday at the meeting told me that we didn't know we could manage. Thank you for helping us pray. Pastors, what if I did not respond? What if I remained trying to take over the game? We took over the game, the game. <laughs> Up to now, I would have just been trying to take over the game, take over the game, take over the game. We're rising to the top like rice in the pot. But apparently that rice was delayed. <laughs> All deliverer begin to arise. We are going to start praying in a few minutes. Amen. We are going to start praying. So deliverers do not defile themselves. with food from Babylon, food from Egypt. They will forsake the riches of Egypt, if that's what it means. To bring a generation out of captivity. They will forsake those riches of Egypt. You are, stu you are a student, you are still, you know, getting money from sugar daddies. You are, you are still feeding from Babylon. You, you can't bring judgment to that territory. The prophets that will bring judgment to a territory are ragged prophets. Prophets that have said, if it means dying hungry, I'll die hungry. That's why many of the people on your WhatsApp, if you are a lady, many of them can't change because you are getting talk time from them. You see, even as a pastor, if leaders begin to give you hand up, hand up, hand up, you're getting corrupt. No, handouts, handouts. You can't, you can't minister to them because they know you are their customer. But when you are not getting from them, say, if you are going to come, just come and worship and then leave. No, but I, I just want to give you something so that you can propagate my message. Say, no, that's not what I do. I preach the gospel. I don't propagate people's messages. They will begin to respect you. The day you say, repent, they will repent. Why do you think John the Baptist was beheaded? He was ragged. Every time he spoke, he spoke with such life. He lived in the wilderness. You are too, you are, you are too much involved with the world to bring judgment to the world. Too involved with the world. Even pastors, too involved with the world. Leaders to be involved with the world. You can't bring judgment to a world that is feeding you. At your workplace, 
When there is corruption, you are the one even mobilizing and organizing it. So, and you can't even recognize. You see, they are calling up Abusa. You, you can't even recognize that someone, you see, I've learned something. Eh? Sometimes when someone calls me by my title, it restrains misbehavior. You know, I remember sometimes back, we were, uh, I think at Nando's University, and I think we were doing something, we were making a lot of noise, we were making a lot of noise. That Christian came on there. They were not bad stories, but when someone just now looked at us and said, uh, Pastor, what's your order? Something in me became humble. I said, oh, well, I'll just have. Uh. <laughs> because someone came by that title. At school, what is at CBU? I told you that there were times in which the exam becomes hard. A deliverer must choose, I would rather fail. Because the generation depends on me. I'd rather fail an exam, rewrite it, but preserve a generation, than clear and an entire generation dies in obscurity. Sometimes papers will begin to pass. I even know that I don't know the answers to this thing. If I don't get those papers, I am failing this exam. And then someone says, I shoot him, don't forget about it. If you are going to pass me a paper to copy an answer, don't say shima people, just say charm. <laughs> then I can copy well. <laughs> there were papers I failed, and worse off, the person, the lecturer that failed me in that test decided to stick the results on the notice board. My percentage was 15%. Stack it on the notice board. Not with student IDs, with full names. Charm Chilom. Luckily, there was a radical brother who said, my man of God, disgraced like this. So he went there, removed the fee, and then started to rewrite the results with student IDs and stack it back. That is how my face was saved. <laughs> Meanwhile, there were people that passed that exam as the papers were passing. And you know what we called them? We used to call them, you know, full bouquet, full bouquet, sandwich, uh, what else? Koran. Bullets. We, we had strange names for all those papers. Strange, strange names. A, a, a sandwich is the one whereby you have come with your answer sheets, but on the middle of the answer sheet is where the meat is. <laughs> a full bouquet is where it's a small paper, but has got an entire module encapsulated into it. You can literally answer an entire exam with just one small paper. That's a full bouquet. Then bullets just meet the required need. They, they are just spot on. They just pop, 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 pop. And you answer. <laughs> But sometimes you have to decide that I will not defile myself. 
What happens to the person looking at me? The next time I try and preach to them on being honest, will they hear? They will never hear my message on honesty because they know I'm not an honest man. But when they see something about me and they say I am willing, like Moses, to forsake the riches of Egypt so that I can bring transformation to my generation, they will listen. You have been trying to bring transformation to your school, to your workplace, to your environment. Check your life. Are you feeding from the pleasures of Egypt? Are you feeding from the riches of Egypt? You may be born there, but like Moses, you must forsake the riches of Egypt to pursue him who is unseen. You must not fear the wrath of the king, says Moses forsook the riches of Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the kings. Why? Because he saw him who is unseen. The wrath of the kings may be repeating a course. The wrath of the kings may be sleeping hungry that day. And if it means sleeping hungry that day, sleep hungry. Your friends will come back to the boarding house. They will come back with packages, boxes of pizza. From their adulterous and fornicative living. And you have nothing. Say, I, I won't even have a slice. Because I can't feed from the pleasures of Egypt. If it means sleeping hungry, will you sleep hungry? And if you get hungry, turn it into a fast. You know, every time we didn't have food, I tend to do a fast. There are things I have said sometimes, it's better I sleep hungry than manipulate someone. Because I can't be given to the pleasures of Egypt. So the first thing for every deliverer, the first trait of every deliverer, is that they don't defile themselves with the pleasures of the enemy. Number two, they are moved by the injustices and sufferings of the people. They are moved. Every deliverer will be moved by the injustices, the suffering of the people. As a deliverer, something will begin to well up because a deliverer is supposed to deliver people. So every time they see injustice, they are moved by the injustices of the people. In Exodus chapter number 2, verses number 11 to 12, Sashi, says, One day after Moses had grown up, he went to where his own people were, and he watched them at their hard labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. Looking this way and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Moses saw that one of his people was being mistreated. One of his people was experiencing an injustice under me, was experiencing an injustice. And what Moses decides to do is that he decides to kill that man. Something in him welled up. A violence, a holy violence began to well up because deliverers are moved by different injustices of their time. So what is that thing that makes something in you well up? The thing that makes you want to rise is it that you don't like seeing people under witchcraft torment? You may be that deliverer that must arise and begin to tarry against the forces of witchcraft. Because when you see people afflicted by witchcraft, something on the inside of you 
begins to well up. I was teaching in a Google Meet meeting when Dr. Sinkala shared something. I gave him my phone. Someone called me. So I gave him my phone. I said, answer the, the person. And the person told me something. What they said is that every time they go to bed, when they wake up, they discover they don't have clothes. It doesn't matter how much they put on. When they wake up, they don't know who undressed them. The clothes will be on the side and they will be naked on their bed. That is witchcraft attacks. But a deliverer must arise. Something must well up on the inside that says, this nonsense cannot continue. I must arise as a deliverer. What is it that allows something on the inside of you to well up? Is it sickness? That every time you see sickness, you don't like it. You despise sickness. You are moved by that injustice. When you see people sick, you want to respond. You want to do something. That was the hunger that men like John G. Lake had. They were moved by an injustice called sickness. Moved that he made Spokane the healthiest city in America in his time. Why? He was moved. He saw sicknesses and he was moved. Some of you, you will discover the thing that moves your heart to do something. is poverty. Every time you see people in poverty, something on you begins to leave. Sometimes you find that certain people are not even your relatives, but you just want to give. You just want to teach them. You just want to get them out of poverty because you are moved by that injustice. That is why men like Oral Roberts, Kenneth Copeland, you find the way they teach finances, you begin to question, why are they teaching finances like this? Why are they teaching resources like this? Why is it that all they are talking about is resources, how to get people free from debt, how to get people uh, financially uh, liberated? They keep teaching that and you are wondering why they are teaching that. It's because they have seen an injustice. That injustice is called poverty. And they've decided this injustice cannot continue. I must do something about it. And sometimes for me, one of the things that makes me well up is to go to a place and don't find revival. It's an injustice. It's an injustice that allows the deliverer in me to awaken. I can't live in a place without the presence. I can't survive there. Something must give. Sometimes I will come, come to a place and I will notice things are, are not okay. I will begin to make people pray. I will begin to make people fast. I will begin to tarry. Sometimes I will be in the place of prayer and you will be asking me, what are you praying for? I'm praying for people. Sometimes I don't even remember the last time I prayed for myself because even the prayer points that seemingly look like I'm praying for myself, I'm praying for kingdom advancement. I'm praying that revival would come. I'm praying that a generation would be revived because I'm moved by that injustice of a lack of a presence. So I begin to tarry. I begin to labor. You would ask, is it being paid to tarry for revival? Has it been promised a visa to the U.S. if it tarries for revival? No one has promised me any of that. But I'm moved by that injustice as a deliverer. You find men like Randy Clark who have got a strange desire to see men empowered, to see people important, to see people receive spiritual gifts, as it was with Paul. In Rome, he says that I longed to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts that you may be established. 
For you, your desire is every time you see people doing ministry without the gifts of the Spirit, you see people doing business without the gifts of the Spirit, without discernment, without the prophetic, you feel like it's an injustice that makes something well up. That you must do something about it to make sure things happen. That is a deliverer. Have you found that thing? I want us to pray just one minute. No need to stand before I do the last two points. Because I feel like someone will find that thing that will make something on the inside well up. Just close your eyes. For many of you, you may discover that the thing that makes an authority well up is souls perishing. And when you see souls perishing, you are moved. You are greatly moved. You don't enjoy it when people are dying. And they did not know the Lord. And so it must well up in your spirit. Must well up because the believer must awaken. For some of you, the injustice you don't love to see is poverty. You hate poverty with a passion. And so God releases something unusual that begins to well up as a burden. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. For those that you want to allow to awaken as judges in the spirit, to awaken as deliverers, that women like Deborah, who had a mighty warrior like DNA, would arise. I pray for that heavy in this room. I pray for that anointing that women like Deborah, men like Gideon, men like Daniel, Moses, Kirabashka, where is the deliverer for our generation? Where is the revivalist? Rapini Pande Kashka, Telebranda that they will not stand to see a cold church
of somebody I see it being deposited like a gift you deliver many from poverty You will deliver many from poverty. You will deliver many from poverty. I'm waiting for those four. Before I move. It doesn't have to be that you have money now. You may be born in poverty, but inside you, you are a deliverer. You are a deliverer. The power to generate wealth, sustainable wealth, sustainable wealth. When you look to your left, you see people poor. When you look to the right, you see people poor. On your mother's side, people are struggling. Your father's side, people are struggling. But there is a power. If you don't respond, a generation may suffer. Yeah. 
bothered quickly. You are bothered, you are bothered when people are not hungry for the things of the Lord. Quickly, I said. You are bothered when people are not hungry for the things of the Lord. Yours will be to bring hunger. Yours will be to bring hunger. When you appear, men will be hungry for God. They will fast like crazy people. I have seen this one before. Here I am. I need, I need, I need a hunger for Jesus. I 
God because I can't stop what is happening. Heavy mantles. Heavy. Heavy, 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 heavy. That's right, that's right. The lady standing at the back, I see an angel coming behind you.
That's the fire you need as a deliverer. Now, the third thing that every deliverer will carry as a trait is that they are granted unusual influence. Unusual influence. Because to carry out your, deliver, your, your deliverance mandate to bring a nation out of obscurity, God will give you unusual influence. <clears throat> unusual. Unusual influence. You wonder why people just follow you. Every time you start something, people follow. People want to do it. You dress a certain way, people want to dress that way. God grants unusual influence. There are many people that could have spoken for the injustices that the children of Israel were facing. But God had put something on Moses that became like a trumpet. It became like a voice. It became a voice of authority that when Moses spoke, people responded. Someone asked me, how is it that you are now calling people to pray and people are responding? It was when we started praying at Unza that something came on my voice. And I knew this was the voice of a captain in the spirit. That every time I and summon people to pray. They come. Even if prayer is difficult, it will become a good thing. So God wants you unusual deliverance so that people can listen to you. Do you know that even people listening to you is an announcement in the spirit? This is my son in whom I am well pleased. 
listen to him. Does that mean people may not have listened before that point in time? They may not have been authority. But a deliverer will be given unusual authority. And we are going to pray this one because some of you, you have been trying to do things. People are not responding. You, you, are, at the second, you are at the second stage. You know that your bedroom is healing. You go for a healing meeting, no one comes. You know that your bedroom is worship. You go for a worship meeting, no one comes. You know that your birthday is to bring people out of poverty, yet there is no influence of wealth over your life. We pray that God will give you something that will become an influence. That when you call for something, people respond. Someone asked me here that we had a group where we were fasting for one year, 365 days. The person texted me and said, How much do I pay to join? If, you see, I told him it's free. Where do you want to pay? I said, if there's any charge, you need to just join that group. I want to pay. When God puts something on your voice, people will rush to everything you are doing. Because you have awakened as a deliverer, so you must be given unusual influence. Unusual influence. You become a voice in an area. Some of you, your passion may be kids. Some of you, your passion may be youths. Another person will go for a kids meeting, no one will come. You will go for a kids meeting. Parents will be throwing children at you. Throwing children at you. Sending children to you. It's because there is something that has come on you that is unusual influence. So the thing that you are supposed to deliver will start coming close to you. Close to you. Some of you, you wonder why emotionally broken people are always coming to you. When you check, every time people are giving you testimonies, they say, oh, no, I've been broken. I've been broken. I've been broken. I've been broken. I've noticed everyone that is coming close to me. Many of them are saying, I want to beg. I want to beg for Jesus. I want to do something. I want to. There's this hunger because God has given me something for the ministers as well. He's given me something to equip people as believers in the body of Christ. So everyone that starts to desire and equipping starts to draw closer. Starts to draw closer. You may wonder, why is it that people, every time people come to me, you are looking at Pastor Chan, you are saying every time when people go to Pastor Chan, these are established people in the faith. Because my bedding is different, so I summon different types of people. But you wonder every time when people come to you, you discover they don't know the Lord. They've never given their lives to the Lord. There is something on you, an influence of an evangelist. So God will grant an influence of every deliverer to command a certain realm. An unusual influence. You just didn't know it. That influence is why the devil is after you. That influence is why the devil is interested in you. That influence is why the devil wants to use you mighty. Even the devil does not use people that have done nothing. The devil can't give anything. So he uses what is already there. That is why he wants to use I'm telling you, if you don't arise as a deliverer to use the influence God has put upon your heart, the devil will use that influence in the wrong space. I didn't know I was a leader. There was an influence on me and the devil was after it. I thought I was just a cookie. No, I was not a cookie. It was an influence given to me by God and the devil wanted to use it. I was in school. And I discovered worse in school. Everything I did, I became the leader. I opened the rap group, I was the leader. It became so cool, 
are lyrical three rappers. Then they now say, okay, we now want to have lyrical three dancers. People were begging us to join that group. And in school, I walk like a boss with many of my friends. And I'd be walking with Dr. Sikala and other people who don't in school. I didn't know that was an influence granted from heaven. And the enemy was trying to drink from the spring that God had actually created, from the well that God had put in my day, the devil is gone. If you don't use your influence in the kingdom, the devil will use it. You are just no wondering every time you start something, there's influence. You open a Facebook page, two days people are writing. There is an influence, something that summons people. And the devil will use it if you don't use it as a deliverer. That is why he's after you. Even when you dress indecently, it becomes a trend. Everyone wants to dress like you. Many of the people that you are seeing on social media, all these celebrities, there is an influence of the deliverer. They just never know it. When they come to the Lord, that influence will be used to the kingdom. That is why the devil is after them. Some people begin to wonder, what does this one do? What does she do? What is he doing that is making them popular? You don't even know what they are doing, but people are following them. There is an influence that is supposed to be used in the kingdom. Someone just opens their face. Are showing a bounce and chase. <laughs> and people are like, people are like, people are like, people are there. There is an influence, and the devil wants to use it. I contemplated upon this message. It was then that I realized that the influence God had given me to run a generation and call them to the deep was too strong. When I contemplated upon this message, I remember Wallace Attitution Center. I started failing my exams. I was failing my exams. I was in 10th grade, 10th, 11th grade. I was failing, 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 I was failing. No, we were failing with me as well, but we were failing. <laughs> no, it's interesting the doctor now. God is good. All the time. <laughs> we were failing, 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 failing. And then I came up with a slogan. And the slogan was, real niggas don't pass. <laughs> and the slogan became so cool that real niggas don't pass. Everyone wanted to fail so that they can use the slogan saying, real don't pass. Even if you know the answer, you write the wrong one so that you can fit into this squad where you can say real niggas don't pass. That was a rule of authority and I didn't know it. The devil was using it. Some of you, you don't even know why every time your gossip spreads, it's quick to spread. Another person can gossip. It won't spread. You, your gossip. Once you gossip, it spreads like wildfire. You can, you can decide. Ah, do you know, sister? Have you heard about Pastor? Ah, you've not heard. I've got a story for you, and then you talk about Pastor.
So the enemy wants to use it. So every deliverer is granted unusual influence. That influence is there. It's there. Even before you respond to God. You will find your area of influence. The area where you're supposed to be influential as a deliverer. In the family meetings, you are the only one they want to speak. It's an influence. When there's a family meeting, it is you they go. Say something. Say something. Say something. Say something. Say something. It is in those moments that you throw in scriptures. Everyone respects your opinion in the house. That was the influence given to you. Sometimes you are so young. But when there is something going on in the family, they will call you, come and say something. That influence is to bring people out of obscurity. until you are endued with power from on high. Because to change the world, you will need power. You can't change the world with your own power. You will need the power of the Holy Ghost. The world you are waiting to go into, the people you want to go and meet and deliver, the enemy won't let go of them easily, in case you didn't know. When Moses appeared and arrived before Pharaoh, he was like, God has sent me. No, you need power. But God, I thought you told me in my bedroom that me, I will change the world. You will need to get it by violence. If anything, the world may not even know that you are a deliverer. It is only by power that they know, ah, there is something on this man. There is something on this woman. To bring deliverance, the enemy, is, listen, the enemy does not release his captives easily. He doesn't release his captives easily. But we have been praying for our brother, he's not changing. You think the enemy will just say, ah, you just pray one hour in tongues, one night. I declare him free. The next day, that's when he goes to the club and never shows up. But it shows you something that the enemy is resisting. He's resisting. He's resisting. He's resisting. And so you must enforce freedom. Freedom must be enforced by power, high tension power, that the enemy will let go. At some point, the enemy will try and negotiate. And I tell you, don't negotiate with the enemy. 
Sometimes when the enemy negotiates, he'll tell you, because you see, the, the only time the enemy negotiates is when he sees that you are starting to make progress. So when you are making progress, the enemy will begin to negotiate. And his negotiation may be, okay, I see this guy will deliver an entire family. I see if this person keeps pressing, they are ending up in stadium events. I see if this person keeps pressing, that they will become a national voice, a global voice. So he will say, okay, to negotiate, let me give you Lusaka. Just don't touch the copper belt. Don't touch the, let's, let's. And sometimes if you're not careful, you will trade. Because at that point, when he's negotiating with you, all you have is your community. So to hear Lusaka, you will be happy. Not knowing that your intercession has pushed into something that can give you the nation. But because you are too quick for results, you will end up just getting half. Sometimes you say, okay, great, let's negotiate. Let's have two of your siblings start coming to church with you. But the rest, let them remain in obscurity. Because you have been laboring so long. Have you labored so long that you felt like negotiating? Say, okay, mwele, sir. It's not, you were not talking to God. God will give you everything. He wants you to get everything. So I said, oh, mwele, sir, okay. That's the enemy negotiating with you. It's not God you are talking to. He's negotiating. You start to make progress in Kalingalingas. You are praying as KCCI. The enemy will say, now, okay, let's just, okay, what I can do is that I can be allowing the place to be full. I will not resist the people from coming. You didn't know that a 20,000 seater auditorium was waiting for you. So you negotiated with filling Kamloops event center. Not knowing that you had started making progress. So the power granted is to enforce change. Enforce freedom. Don't negotiate. You must become a violent warrior. That even after you have labored for six months, even after you have labored for two years, that if there's one remaining, you will say, even this fear. Sometimes the devil will become so desperate he will negotiate. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, just leave me with one. Say, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not leaving you with anything. That should be, I am not going to leave you with anything. If anything, after I've gotten all the souls, I will punch you and get your teeth as souvenir. So that I can show that this is where he fell. He failed. <laughs> Me, I don't negotiate with the devil. I don't like negotiating with him. I must get everything. Everything. Every last soul. Every last believer. Every, I must get everything. That's the heart of a deliverer. Until everyone crosses over. I want you to stand and pray. And I want your prayer this morning to be, Lord, empower me. Grant me influence. Help me recognize the influence. 
Oh, I'm not hearing you pray. I don't know what you're waiting for. The deliverers, I know, don't wait for people to pray. They just begin to pray. They just begin to pray. Grant me power. That I may arise as a deliverer in my family. Grant me power to face that which I couldn't face. Grant me power and use your boldness. And use your boldness. Ele marakati atala babishke. Ele marababoshka atala maminda la babishka. Ikwetele mande kapapila. For he said, tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power. Shele marakaramandelelesh. Karamati karababushka. Ikwetele mashkipili baliatala papele prodivish. I want to arise. I want to arise as a deliverer for my generation. But grant me the grace. Grant me the power. Grant me the grace. And grant me the power. And grant me the power. Grant me the grace. And grant me the power. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray. Grant me power. To enforce change. Rapelele Bashana Mamash. Elele Malele Shara 